as we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Live on a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Tappas. On this week's show, we're talking about Doctor Who, we're talking about Austin Powers, and something a little bit racy. It's episode 3.11. Information, please. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Camp is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I hope you're really enjoying your weekend. Uh, I sure am enjoying mine. Right now in Athabasca, we got clear skies and sunshine. Oh, I tell you, summer is here. So, of course, I'm going to spend the whole weekend inside watching DVDs. I was in the city last week, and I got uh, this big, fancy... Uh, boxed set of Blu-ray discs. It was a little more money than I had, but darn it, I just had to treat myself. The box set is Doctor Who, The Complete Specials. As we all know, in order to signal the end of David Tennant's time on um, Doctor Who, they came out with uh, four TV movies, all starring David Tennant as Doctor Who, back in 2009. I haven't seen them yet, so I picked up the uh, big box set, and I'm getting ready to sit down and watch them. I can't believe I've finally been suckered into Doctor Who. You know, it's one of those things that uh, I was really turned off by Doctor Who for a long time. Uh, you know, when I was in my misspent high school years, YTV had just started showing Doctor Who, but they were showing, like, the very first Doctor from 1962 in black and white and everything. And you know me, I'm all modern and all that. I just couldn't get over the low budget and the weird electronic score. The first time I actually gave Doctor Who a chance was um, in 1996, and it was the now infamous TV movie, the only appearance of the eighth Doctor as played by Paul McGann. And for the longest time, that TV movie existed in kind of this uh, weird nether region. Uh, the uh, Doctor Who fanboys weren't sure if it counted as official continuity or not, because it was meant to start off a whole brand new Doctor Who TV series, but the series never materialized. So was it continuity? Was it not? Well, finally, it turned out uh, when the new series came along, first with Christopher Eccleston and then with David Tennant, the new showrunners fully embraced it as continuity. I don't think it's on DVD yet. I do remember watching it on TV and really enjoying it. So uh, here's hoping they release it on DVD soon with the rest of Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure it's available on DVD over in the UK, but not here in North America yet. So uh, fingers crossed. Get on that, BBC. Let's get to some music now. As I was telling you a few weeks ago on the show, I got the soundtrack for the Batman 1966 movie. So here's the opening credits from Batman.
opening credits song to the 1966 Batman movie here on U62 The Targ. Welcome back. Mark Cap is still here with you. Talking about some of the Blu-ray discs I picked up last week, and I'm looking forward to a quiet, relaxing weekend of watching nothing but Blu-ray discs. I also got the entire Austin Powers trilogy. You know, a friend of mine once remarked that my entire DVD collection seems to be made up of the stuff you can find on basic cable on any night of the week, and those words really ran through my mind when I picked up the Austin Powers Trilogy box set. I've always been kind of curious to pick it up, and I saw it there in a discount bin for 25 bucks, and I was like, why the hell not? It's going to be fun to sit down. I'm going to watch the whole trilogy in one shebang. Just really awesome. It's going to be the first time I saw the third movie, Goldmember, from beginning to end. I tell you, when I saw Goldmember in the theater, it was one of the most awkward movie-going experiences of my life. See, Goldmember came out in 2002, which was the year I spent in Japan. So I went down to a theater in Japan in order to watch Goldmember, and there it was. It was a pretty crowded theater, and throughout the whole movie... I was the only guy laughing. I was just rolling on the floor, laughing my head off at the jokes, but I was the only one in the theater. Man, did I feel awkward. I still don't know to this day why everyone wasn't laughing for Austin Powers and Goldmember. I've come up with two theories. One, the most common theory... Uh, that is, it's been widely reported that when you go to a concert or a movie or anything like that in Japan, as part of the politefulness of their society, everyone is quiet, is um, shy, quiet, reserved. That's what I'm trying to say. Everyone is all quiet, and they're just respectful of the performers giving their show. They save all their applause to the end and stuff like that. Okay, so theory number one, they're being quiet and respectful of what they were seeing on screen. Option number two, which really makes me seem like a douchebag, is I don't know if you've seen Austin Powers and Goldmember, but a good deal of it actually takes place in Japan with a lot of jokes being made about Japanese culture. So theory number two is no one else in the theater was laughing because they were deeply offended by the jokes, which again makes me seem like a gigantic douchebag for laughing my head off. Anyway, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. I'm sure I got Doritos, I got Dr. Pepper, and I got Blu-rays. I won't be going outside at all. Everything's better with Mark Chappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Kappas on U62, The Tar. Take her happy. Take her happy. Got an AK-47, well you know it makes me feel alright. Got an Uzi by my pillow, helps me sleep a little better at night. There's no feeling any greater than to shoot first and ask questions later. Now I'm trigger happy, trigger happy every day. Well, you can't take my guns away. I got a constitutional right. Yeah, I gotta be ready if the commies attack us tonight. I'll blow their brains out with my Smith and Wesson. That ought to teach them all a darn good lesson. Now I'm trigger happy, trigger happy every day. Oh, yeah, I'm trigger, trigger happy. Yes, I'm trigger, trigger happy. Trigger, trigger happy. Yes, I'm trigger, trigger happy. 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 Trigger, trigger happy.
Here on U62 the Targ. Uh, good afternoon, Mark Cap is here with you, and we're just about at the end of this week's show. Um, once again, something has come across my desk. I just got to tell you about it. This is so bizarre. Um, once again, I have to put it out there that I am not a porn fiend. I do not fill my afternoons with porn movies. But again, as part of my day job, all of this um, information on porn movies seems to come across my desk. And the latest one here. The porn production studio Vivid Entertainment has announced they are forming a new division of their company dedicated to making pornographic parodies of superheroes. That's right. First on the slate is Batman, which comes out at the end of this month. They have Superman in pre-production, and then they're going to make Green Hornet, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Captain America, Thor, and The Incredible Hulk. Um... Wow. As we all know, because we have access to internet, there has been all kinds of superhero parodies, porn versions out there for a long time now, but um, this is the first time that a whole company has been dedicated to it. 
Uh, like I said, the uh, pornographic spoof of Batman comes out at the end of the month. The Safe for Work trailer is all over YouTube right now. What makes it unique is instead of trying to do a porno spoof of, like, The Dark Knight and all that, they instead decided to draw their inspiration from the 1960s TV series, which is going to be very bizarre. As we all know, it's famous for its fight scenes with the bang, zoom, and all that popping on the screen. Who knows what's going to be flying at the screen for a pornographic version? You know, splat? Squish? I don't want to go there. Uh, but anyways, if you feel like staying inside and watching some DVDs, there's a little something if you're looking for more adult fare for you. But that's it. I'm going to go outside now and enjoy some sunshine. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been The Targal. See you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.